This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 490, the greatest predictor of your future success. Good morning, and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down the factors that have the greatest influence over your future, the choices you have today to dramatically change your life direction, and yet why focusing on the future is probably a waste of time. Let's get to it. Where will you be in five years or 50 years? Well, the answer is easier to come up with than you think, but you may not like it. If you're unhappy with your current reality, that may be a sign of what's to come, but it doesn't have to be. You have choices, lots of them, and your future success is something you can change, influence, and control, at least in part. So I'm excited this week to share with you some advice that has made a great impact on me, my career, and hopefully my own future. Uh, but before we dig into the content this week, I do want to thank Billy Oppenheimer and Cody Sanchez. They accidentally were contributors to the episode this week. Uh, there are posts on LinkedIn and Twitter uh, that I read from them, both Billy and Cody, and they shared some really sage wisdom, some great advice, uh, much of which I pulled from and included in the episode this week. If you go to the show notes page at jeffsanders.com slash 490, there are links to those posts right there with even more uh, wisdom to pull from. Uh, so with that in mind, I want to make sure that they get credit for at least uh, part of what I discuss. But let's get to the content. The greatest predictor of your future success uh, is a concept that I have thought about for a long, long time. And mostly because uh, I'm a productivity junkie, sure. A uh, high achiever, yes. Big goals I want to achieve, of course. All that is true. But one concept that I just can't seem to ignore is this idea of a guarantee. In other words, it's fine to set a goal. But then what if the goal doesn't actually get accomplished? What if it's delayed? What if it just fails altogether? How do we find ourselves better off in the future than we are today? How do we predict where we're going to be? You know, one thing that I have discussed for years on this show is the idea that I don't tend to do big annual goals at New Year's, right? I don't like the idea of asking myself, what will I do for the next 12 months? Because life is extremely unpredictable. So many things can happen that we don't see coming, things we don't control, things that have an enormous impact on who we become and how our goals get accomplished, if they get accomplished at all. And so my response to that has been, well, let's have much shorter term goals. I, I have the quarter system that I still love and use all the time, except for the fact that I think even three months is too far away to predict my own schedule. And so I tend to focus on the here and now so much more than I ever have, right? For me, the greatest predictor of my own future success can't be rested in this idea of, well, here's my plan for the next 12 months and I'll just follow the plan and then voila, these things will happen the way that I said they would. 
because they won't, like, this has never happened. I've never once set a 12 month goal or 18 month goal or multi year goal and actually had it happen the way that I predicted. Uh, the one exception, I will say this the one exception was the fact that I graduated college in four years. And I had predicted that I would do two majors, I would complete two majors in four years. And I did, theater and psychology. Got them both done in the time frame I said that I would. Now, the thing about that is a four-year degree is a common thing. It's a structured system. There are guardrails in place to keep you on track. There are advisors. There are friends who are doing the same thing with you. So there's a lot of strategies at play. There's a lot of ways we can enhance and influence and control to a degree, even over a long time period. However, that type of mentality, that type of structured success is rare. Most of what life is, is an open-ended, just blank slate for you to fill in the gaps, for you to make the decision about what to do and when. And it's complicated, right? Life is kind of messy or very messy. At least I know my world is frequently. I can set a schedule for today and have it fail by 9 a.m. That's not very helpful, right? Like, what does that mean? Well, that means that that's what life is. And we want to work within those boundaries to get the most we can with what we have. So let's back this train up and let's ask the question, why aren't we? where we want to be. I'm going to make the assumption right now that you are listening to this right now because you want to guarantee more future success, that your life is not what you want it to be. That if you could predict your future success in a way that was more reliable and you had more confidence in, that you'd be on board with that. And so with that in mind, if you are a high achiever, personal growth type person, you want to grow and improve and evolve. And even if life right now is good, you want it to be better. But if life right now is not good, you will at least get it up to, to decent, right? To mediocre at first, and then we can excel from there. So there are a few thoughts that I have on why you are not where you want to be. Not all of these will apply to you. So before you might get personally offended by the things I'm about to say, uh, just note that this is uh, an open-ended generic uh, set of principles, let's say, or realities about why certain people may not achieve the success that they want. And these things have all applied to my life on a recurring basis over the years. So if anything, this is about me, not you. So don't take it personally. Number one, you are not where you want to be because you haven't done the work yet. This is so true for so many of us all the time. We play this mental game of, there's a thing that I just, I've never gotten to. I've never been able to achieve. I feel this sense of like, it's, I'm doomed to fail. But the reality is, is that we're generally not doomed to fail. It's not something that's eluding us because it's slippery or difficult to accomplish. We just haven't done the work. I, when I was first getting started in the world of personal growth back in my early 20s, I was following a lot of really successful people. I was reading their books. I was listening to their podcasts. I was buying their online products and trying to figure out and reverse engineer what they did and how they did it, which, by the way, as a strategy by itself is very helpful. But one thing I realized very quickly was that I was feeling this sense of being behind schedule. Well, 
how is this guy on a stage speaking in front of thousands of people and being paid extraordinarily well and publishing these enormously popular books and building this online business that's just phenomenal? How are these people succeeding at this high level? And here I am doing none of that. This is what I felt in my early 20s, this sense of this gap between who I was and who I thought I could become. And a big part of me felt this sense of failure. But that doesn't make any sense because I hadn't yet done any of the work that would achieve the success. That feeling of lack was misplaced. And so if you're not where you want to be, sometimes it's just because you haven't done it yet. You're not there yet. You're either too young or too inexperienced in the field that you're in, or you're just now on step one of an ultra marathon, a long-term goal you want to achieve. So if the people that have succeeded in this area are they feel like they're a million miles away from you. It's because they are. And one day you can be where they are too if you do the work first. So in that sense, the greatest predictor of your success and why you're not where you want to be comes down to just checking the boxes over time, doing the work, not being distracted by nonsense, and just moving in a straight line towards the goal. And if you have a little bit of patience, and you do the work over time, then one day you'll be that guy or gal on stage giving the advice to others. Your life can be the thing you've wanted it to be. I feel like this is a big one. This is the very first piece of advice this week, but this is such a big one because this is so much of what life is. Do the work, get the results. Number two, you might be playing the blame game. And by might be, I mean you probably are. I say probably because this is, once again, extremely common. Whether we realize it or not, we tend to assume the role of a victim. We tend to blame others for our failures, our lack of success, uh, for not having the things that others have. Jealousy and the Instagram uh, experience where you're looking at others who have six-pack abs and million-dollar homes, and you think, well, I don't have any of those things, and I'm going to blame person X, system Y, government Z, whatever the thing is that you want to place the blame in instead of owning the fact that you can do something about it. We can go back to step one and do the work. Playing the blame game is a distraction and it takes the responsibility off your shoulders. But the problem with doing that is you don't ever get the results. You don't ever get to experience the thing you want if you're just going to spend time making the assumption that somebody else is at fault for why you don't have what you want. The world is not against you. Uh, This is the the quote that I pulled from Cody Sanchez. Go back to the example from earlier. Uh, What she said, I think is brilliant. The world is not against you. The world is actually indifferent to you. And you'll be forgotten for a lot of the things that you work on. And you want to find freedom in the fact that you are, in many ways, anonymous. In many ways, I am anonymous, despite the fact that I have a microphone and I'm speaking to a lot of people every week on the show. I am in many ways anonymous, and most of what I do is behind the scenes that no one sees. Most of the thoughts in my head, you don't get to hear, despite the fact that I share a lot of them on this show. And a lot of the thoughts that are in my head are playing the blame game, are assuming the role of the victim. I am at at odds with this, just like you may be as well. 
And so the goal here is to not not revel in that, right? Not stew in that negative thinking, which is really all that it is. And instead, it's more proactive. It's more personal growth oriented. And we shift the gears and ask simple questions like, what can I do? How can I take action today? If I have this fear, if I have this concern, if I do feel the need to blame someone, how do I shift that, pivot that around in my head and think about what actions I can take? Well, then all of a sudden you're empowered. All of a sudden now you have control again. You can go do something again. You can go make something happen. And those results are now possible. That's all this is. We just pivot our mindset to something constructive. That's it. That's where you start. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. And the third and final reason why I'm going to harp on this week of why you may not have the success that you want is actually very similar to number one of having not done the work yet. Number three is you're just simply rushing the process. If I have learned anything about success, it's that it is an epic ultra marathon. It just takes time. Getting everything you want, number one, is probably never going to happen. You might be able to get a lot of what you want, but you won't get everything, and the things that you want will take time. This is the hardest part for me. Right? I'm a very impatient person. I'm the, you know, I'm the go-getter who says, here's my goal, let's get after it, which is great, and that's the fastest way to get somewhere is just move in a straight line towards the goal. But even if you're doing that, it can still take a long time, or it can feel like it's taking a long time. And there is something magical about the process of patience. And I'll give you a strategy here that's worked for me really well in the name of patience, which is in, in many ways what I tend to do is drop a lot of seeds, right? If you use the farming analogy here, that if you were to plant a lot of seeds and then start yelling at those seeds to grow, right? To just get so aggravated, so impatient, you are demanding success from those seeds now, today, right? Well, if you know farming at all, which I'm not a farmer, but like we know from, you know, from, from life that seeds take time to grow. They don't happen in a day or an hour, right? It takes time. And if you're planting more seeds 
for potential future success. You're working on goals. You're dropping these possibilities. You're sending out sales emails. You're working on this next project. You're keeping yourself busy, planting more seeds in a variety of areas, and you're, st- you're keeping your focus on the next seed to plant. Well, if you're always focused on planting seeds, what's going to happen is time is going to pass. And the seeds you planted a long time ago are going to grow. And then one day, you're going to begin to see the fact that you're you're reaping what you're sowing. Is that the right analogy here? I'm not a farmer. I'm terrible at this. But what you're going to end up with is you're going to get the results of that labor that you put in a long time ago. And the patience game here is going to be won by the fact that you essentially distracted yourself with work. You distracted yourself with doing more, with pursuing additional things that you want. And then the patience thing is not really an issue because now you're experiencing that success of the things you worked on a while ago. And if you continue that process in the future, this will exponentially increase. The results will get bigger. You will experience more of what that is. Hope that makes sense. But really, this is just like, don't feel the need to rush. Just feel the need to plant more seeds. Feel the need to move forward. And the more of that that you focus on, the more success you will experience. Now I want to shift to what is the core topic of the episode and specifically answer the question about the greatest predictor of your future success. This was a quote that I saw, I think it was somewhere on the internet a while ago, but it was one that stuck out to me, uh, one that I wrote down. I recorded it in, in my task manager and I came back to it and it was something that I think it really speaks to where I've been recently of uh, this idea, and here's what it is, that the greatest predictor of your future success, it's your past behavior. Now, I've said before in this show that your habits make you who you are, that your habits are you, and that is true. And your past behavior includes your past habits. It includes those things you always do. What you have always done is likely what you will always do. Uh, With that line of thinking, your last five years of life are a great predictor for your next five years. Assuming that you're not 15 years old and and, life is changing rapidly when you're younger, I'm assuming at this point maybe you're a little bit past uh, school. In that sense, if your last five years of life have been fairly regular, fairly predictable, The next five years are going to mirror those in a very strong way. How we tend to work and live is just how we tend to work and live. And so if you want a new life, if you want more future success, you want to predict a better future, well, then you have to change your behavior today so that five years from now, you can look back at the previous five years and that past behavior is then indicative of the success you will achieve. The hard part here is change. The hard part here is knowing that, wait, if my past behavior made me who I am and I don't like who I am, well, then that's indicative or don't like where I am, let's say. That may be an indication that just the past behavior was a set of choices that didn't add up in the way you wanted it to. But that's an opportunity to make new choices, to grow and become someone new, that the growth aspect here is the change. And that change is the success because that's where it all stems from. The second concept here that I think is important is that 
is this control idea. I, I love the idea that I can control my life. And yet I'm very hyper aware that that's nonsense. <laughs> I don't control anything. That's just not true as much as I want to. However, though I can't control the past because it's over and I can't control the future because it has not yet happened. What I can control is me right now in this moment. That's my power. I have the power to choose right here and now. And so my current choices in this moment is all I ever have. It's all you ever have is your choice right here and now. Listening to this podcast right now, you are making a choice. Now, I love the fact you're listening to my podcast. That's wonderful. I think it's a great choice. <laughs> Very biased. But it's indicative of where you might be going forward. Making these kinds of choices will add up to something. Positive, negative, neutral, it's going somewhere. And so we have to ask the question, what does that present moment look like? What would this add up to? If I kept doing what I'm doing right now, would I become the kind of person I want to become? Would this add up or would it go the opposite direction? Now, the third area here about these greatest influences over our future, I'm going to go back to this concept of change. Your willingness to change is the determining factor, right? So if your last five years of life added up to today and you don't like that, then you have to change. But if you don't, and this is, I think this is the core thing. It's very easy to acknowledge, oh man, the last five years sucked, or I don't like where I am right now. Anybody can acknowledge that. It's not hard to recognize when things aren't fantastic. It's also easy, very easy to recognize that change is required to know that I have to do something different, but a willingness to actually execute on that change is the factor that will make or break your future success. Choosing and executing on that choice is the pivot point. It's the move that's going to lead you where you want to go or not. You can make a plan all day long of all things you could do and it's an awesome project and the tasks that are involved and you know big goals you have for the next 12 months or whatever the case is. But I've got tons of lists. I have to-do lists everywhere in my life. And one thing I know is true is that those to-do lists don't go anywhere. They just sit there. It's just a list of things. What's true about my life are the things I have done, past tense, or the things I am doing, present tense. That's all this is. So my willingness to change the moment I'm in now, my willingness to say, I'm okay with living differently, even if that means sacrifice, even if that means hardship, even if that means early mornings and difficult days. There's going to be some of that. It doesn't have to be hard, though. Like that, That's not my point. Change is the point. Evolution is the point. Growth is the point. Whether it's hard or not is kind of a moot point. Like Who, who really cares? Because if you're growing into someone you want to be, it's a fantastic journey. And from my perspective, this, recently I've really gotten into this idea that I, has really changed my thoughts here. What I want for my life is to be magnetized towards something I love. I don't want to push myself. I don't want to discipline myself to success. I don't want to work hard for success. I want to be just enraptured into something. Is that even a word? Enraptured? I want to be like caught up in something, right? Magnetized towards something, pulled into something. 
That's what I want. Those are the areas of my life that have thrived the most, right? I didn't force myself to launch this podcast or to run marathons. I was pulled into this stuff. It, it drew me in. It attracted me. I couldn't let go of it. I couldn't walk away. Those are the areas of success that will be the most apparent. And those are the areas of your life where you're going to experience the most joy, most fulfillment, most achievement. It's going to come from the things that pull you in. And so your willingness to change is actually super easy because you're not changing in a way that's hard or changing in a way that's disruptive. You're changing in a way that's just downstream river flowing into a beautiful new future because you are just pulled into it. That's what I'm striving for in my life. And I hope you would as well, because I feel like that that's going to be your next big thing is just letting the future happen, flowing downstream towards the thing you're drawn to. Don't fight it. Lean in. That's where it comes from. Now, at the top of the show, I alluded to this idea that focusing on your future is probably a complete waste of time. Now, I've kind of already hit on that idea with that your future forecasting of 12-month goals might actually be a bit of nonsense. But there's more to it than that. The first thing that really stood out to me, especially recently, and this comes from uh, the guy that I read earlier, Billy Oppenheimer, uh, on his LinkedIn post, he was talking about the movie Jaws and how it was created. And the, the filming of Jaws is a fascinating story and one that I think there's a lot to pull from. And one of the things that he pulled from it was anticipation. In this case, being anticipating the scary shark of Jaws is scarier than the confrontation. So anticipation is scarier than confrontation. In other words, fear is actually more difficult than to do the thing you're fearful of. We spend a lot of our time, a lot of our lives, being concerned, worried, fearful. Uh, you watch the news and bad things are happening. There's negative forecasts about the future. The, you know, the sky is falling kind of idea. It's very easy to get caught up in that, to be magnetized towards that negativity. But that's not what we're going for here. Because that level of fear, worry, concern, uh, that the mental distraction that takes place there, well, that is you anticipating a negative future. And the funny thing is, is that most of those fears will never become realized. They're never going to happen. And the few that actually do, they're not nearly as scary in reality as they were in your head when you were considering them. So when you focus on your future, This is why a focus on the future can work against you, because if your focus is negative, if your focus is fearful, if your focus is, you know, woe is me, the sky is falling, my, my, you know, the next 12 months are going to collapse my, I'm going to go bankrupt. Everything's going to be terrible. If those are your thoughts, not only are you probably going to then accidentally make those things happen, which you don't want. But then even more importantly, you've spent the present moment. You've wasted the present moment on that fear instead of utilizing it in a productive way to go directly confront those things, directly confront the issue, solve it now, prevent the problem, move forward. Anticipation is scarier than confrontation. Second idea, you may be waiting for something that's never going to happen. Because you're just hoping, in this sense, someone else will do it for you. You have, in this concept, actually given up responsibility yet again. It's kind of like the blame game. 
only it's another angle here. In this sense, you are giving away your power to someone else, waiting for them to make you successful, waiting for them to bring you the opportunity, waiting for someone to send you an email, to discover you on the street and make you a movie star, right? We are waiting for the lottery ticket to come through. Like that's not success. Waiting for someone else to magically solve your problems isn't it. Never has been, never going to be. Success that you experience will 99.99999% of the time originate from you. You will be the purveyor of that success and waiting for someone else to bring you that magical, you know, tenth of a hundredth of a percent, that little itty bitty, you know, rare opportunity. It's just not worth waiting for. Right? What's worth waiting for is the pursuit, the activity, the movement, the motion forward. And that stems from you. Waiting isn't the answer. Movement is. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, the third and final concept here of why your future may be a waste of time to focus on is that your actual focus on the future is misplaced. What I mean by that is, When we think about our futures, we oftentimes tend to think about things, when in reality, we should be focused on becoming a new person. So simple example here, you may think of your future as, uh, I'm going to have a new bigger house, a fancier car, more money in my bank account, I'm going to have this certain goal accomplished, I'm going to achieve X, have Y, those things will be acquired. However, the force, the mechanism, the, the energy behind all of that change is who you are becoming. When you become a new kind of person, then you become the kind of person who can acquire new things, have new experiences, accomplish bigger goals. The focus for the future is not on stuff. It's not on resumes. It's not on accolades. The focus for the future is growth. It's becoming a better person, bigger and more successful, not from the grandiose resume building sense, but from the you growing into the better you. 
you experiencing life from that perspective of I get to be someone new, become someone new. Now, that may sound, I don't know, kind of grandiose. What does becoming actually mean? Well, from my experience, this, this concept is played out for me in hardship. I'll just lay that out there. When I struggle, when I push myself, like I can use exercise as a great example. When I'm training for a marathon, I'm out in the middle of the woods and I am fighting for that next step, that next mile. I am really in the moment. That's when I grow. That's when I become someone new. When I face fears, when I take on difficult challenges, when I say yes to something that I have previously said no to. That's when the growth occurs. That's when the becoming becomes real. And in those moments, I'm not thinking about things to acquire. I am thinking about that present moment of facing the thing in front of me, the monster that I am trying to tackle. Becoming someone new oftentimes comes from that hardship. Now, it's not the only way to achieve it. That's one concept. For me, that's been one of the most influential, though. I think for all of us, we need to figure out How did I become the person that I am, for better or for worse? But let's focus on the better part. How did I, in the the best sense of of who I am, become that person? It's either going to be from things you have directly pursued or the other thing that I have seen way more commonly, it's our environment. It's the people around us. It's our influences. It's what we let into our lives, whether it's books, television shows, people, jobs, the things we allow into our lives, that's what shapes us. That's how we become someone new. So if you want, yes, the hardship angle of pursuing a difficult goal, that's definitely powerful and directly applicable right now. Go do something difficult. Okay. The second one, though, is a little more tricky. Changing your environment can be complicated, but it can also be the most influential. When you change who you're around, you change how you respond, and you become well, kind of like a chameleon, right? We, t- we as people tend to you know, act like those around us. And if those you're around aren't shaping you into a better version of you in the way that you define it, then you have the chance to go change that. As challenging as that may be, right? Changing your environment is a complex thing to do. But the more people you can connect with, the more positive influences that come in, well, then the more of the better version of you that shows up and the future version of you that you are becoming is going to be all but guaranteed because those who are around you are sharpening you, honing you, pushing you forward in the direction you want to go. The final concept that I want to discuss this week has to do with the choices that you have today, right here and now, to dramatically change your life direction. If you want to own this sense of responsibility, to go make your life something better. You have a few choices here. The first one is one that I think is fantastic. I think it's super hard, but I think it's awesome, which is to force success. So this is another concept that I pulled. I believe this one was also from Billy Oppenheimer from the Jaws movie. Uh, Yes, it was. So this concept uh, that Billy described, uh, he defined it as innovations are forced by limitations. Say it again, innovations are oftentimes forced by limitations. So what he was talking about here, if I'm 
correct about this was when Jaws was being created, uh, they didn't have access to the actual kind of mechanical shark that they were going to use for Jaws uh, because the, the Jaws was tested in freshwater, but then they filmed in saltwater and the you know mechanisms broke. And so they had to wait for a new one to be created, but the movie is already filming. And so in the act of filming the movie without the shark, they had to create more anticipation and more fear and kind of like we're going to like work in this like really cool filmmaking angle without the scary thing that we are alluding to. And so in that sense, the movie is very different than how it was originally planned to be. And it had to be created in a way that was more innovative because they were limited by their resources. The thing they wanted wasn't available. What do you do? In many ways, to me, this is an example of forcing success when it seems out of touch, out of reach, like it's not possible. How do you guarantee success? Well, oftentimes the answer is don't give yourself an outlet. Don't give yourself a plan B. Plan A is it. Go get it. I've used the example before in this podcast and one I think is indicative of what this would mean. I'll use the marathon example yet again. If you were struggling, let's say, to run a full 26.2 miles, and you were wondering, well, how do I force myself to do it? Because that just, I need something to guarantee that I'll do it. Well, you could, in theory, have someone drive you 26.2 miles away from your house and drop you off. And then they drive away, and you're by yourself, and you have, what, one choice. You got to run back. You know, sure, you could quit and bail and try to call an Uber, but <laughs> the better option here is to say, you know what? I, I just got dropped off. I'm a marathon distance from my house. This is it. Let's go. Sometimes in life, we have to make the kinds of choices that force us to do the things we just, for whatever reason, aren't doing. Whether it's out of fear, procrastination, bad habits, uh, life circumstances, it doesn't matter sometimes. We just, it has to happen if it has to happen. So make it happen. And if that's where you are now, if that's the thing that's going to guarantee your success is putting yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in, but one that you know will result in what you need. Second big factor, second big choice that you have today is to make a choice to move forward despite the fact that you feel like you can't. So There's a concept here that I pulled, I believe this is from Cody Sanchez also, which is that confidence is actually rewarded more than excellence. And I was thinking about that. Confidence is rewarded more often than excellence. And then it dawned on me what this really means. When I was in school, I had a lot of friends who were pursuing 4.0 GPAs. I was not. (laughs) I got a good GPA, but I was not striving for perfection. And I have seen the results of those who were striving for perfection back when I was in college and those who still do it today, right, looking for the perfect answer for the things they work on. And then compare those to those who didn't really care about that, who weren't interested in perfection. They weren't actually interested in excellence in that very well-defined way. What they were interested in was just doing the thing they wanted to do. And they had the confidence and they had the guts and the courage to move forward, despite the fact that they were lacking all the resources, all the things they would need, the information, the access. They didn't have what they needed, but they moved forward anyway. The confidence and the courage to move when you don't feel like you can, that is what actually leads to success. 
waiting for a perfect environment, striving for the 4.0, more often than not backfires. More often than not, doesn't give you the result you wanted or, and this is the thing that I have seen so much in my own life, I do actually achieve the excellence. I do actually achieve the 4.0, but you know what? I achieved that on a tiny goal. I perfected something that didn't need perfection and I missed the big opportunity. This is such a big deal if you have found yourself in those shoes of you know high achiever, perfectionism, always striving for making sure everything is just so. It doesn't work. I can tell you straight up, it doesn't work. And that the, the willingness to have the confidence and the courage to move forward with things being good enough, that actually leads to more of the success, fulfillment, and results you want. That path is more effective. It's hard to do, though, if you're the kind of person who's been this perfectionistic kind of person. It's hard to let go of that, but it is necessary and super helpful. Now, the final area here, the final choice that you have today to dramatically change your life direction is to recognize, very similarly to a concept I just discussed, which is that big dreams will take just as much effort as small ones. You playing small serves no one. If you perfect the tiny thing, you miss the big opportunity, right? It's the same idea here, but take it in a new direction, which is that if you're going to spend the rest of your life doing anything, pick any project, any goal, any ambition, any new direction to go in, why not go big? Why not? Like, what, what's the real reason to go for the smaller goals? Like, oh, well, Jeff, I'm, I'm not that ambitious. I'm not this high achiever you talk about. Fine. You don't have to be. You have no reason to be these terms I throw around. But my question to you would be, what are you going to regret in the future? And I use that example because this is the thing that you see over and over again when, when people who are significantly older are reflecting on the many decades of life that they've had. And they ask them, like, what, how do you feel about your life? Specifically, what do you regret the most? If you could go back and do something different, what would you do? And the answer is unequivocally the same every time. I would go do that thing I was scared of. I would go take that risk. I would have taken that chance. I would have played a, a bigger game. I would have done the thing I just couldn't ever have the courage to do. I would have gone and done it anyway. But even if it failed, I would have done it. I would have pursued it and taken that chance. That is your future. Your future is the opportunity to take that chance. And when you do so, that's when the results show up. That's when these things happen. That is the predictor of your future success is your willingness to opt in to those big dreams and just say yes. And for the action step today, make today matter. If you are unhappy right now with your current reality or you're fearful for the future or otherwise convinced that your life is destined for difficulty, now is the time to change course. Today is the day. All you ever have is right now. So use this moment, use this day to make a difference in how your future turns out. It is incredibly empowering to take action and feel the emotion of what it means to make real progress. 
jeffsanders.com slash 490 is the place to go for episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast at Apple Podcasts or Spotify to never miss an episode. That's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.